Welcome to the Women in My World podcast. I'm Sherry Rigby. Do you need some inspiration in your life to keep walking in your faith as you step into your calling? The Women in My World's guests will impact you as they share their triumphs and their tragedies through the art of storytelling as we discuss the world today and how they are influencing it. The show is dedicated to women who put their faith into action by tackling critical real-life issues that will change and impact the world. I am excited to share the mic with celebrities, authors, influencers, trailblazers, and world changers as they dig deep into how they overcome by leaning into Christ. I am so excited to introduce you to my guest, Ann Byler. Ann is the founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, the world's largest pretzel franchise. Ann is the author of Twist of Faith, the story of Ann Byler, The Secret Lies Within, Auntie Ann's, my story, and her most recent book, Overcome and Lead. It also comes with a leadership course to help build the framework for leaders. She is a wife, a mother, a speaker, and a friend. I want to introduce you to Anne. And uh, thank you, Anne, so much for joining me. We're excited today. We're going to not only be talking about all the things going on in your life, and we also want to talk about the podcast that you host as well, Overcome with Auntie Anne. But welcome today to the Women in My World. Thank you, Sherry. And I'm uh, honored to be on your podcast and excited to be able to share uh, my story for your audience, my story for God's glory. Yeah, I am so excited every time I get to spend time with you. And it's not enough. It hasn't been enough. But the time that I have been able to be with you, I have been so encouraged by you and just the stories and and how you have done what you've done in your life. And so not only have you created this franchise, but how you love the Lord and how you give back to him and your family. And, and so today I really wanted to start our conversation by asking this first question of you is how would you describe success? Oh my goodness. Uh, there are many levels um, to success. You know, I think that most of us see success as something that business people may do, right? Like it's, but you know what? Success can be the mom with one child doing it successfully. It can be a farmer who is very successful in farming. You know, in the business world, I think there are different levels as well. It can be the mom and pop operators, uh, or it can be a, a huge uh, organization, uh, there's just so many levels, but in my my opinion and my experience about success is really um, it's when you know that you have done your best, and it's when you know that you have given it your very best, and when you know that you have done it as unto the Lord. And for me, the success that we experienced with Auntie Anne's was a complete surprise. But as I began to walk in the journey of uh, entrepreneurship and uh, getting into corporate America, I had no idea. I had no idea what success was. But I believe that, you know, success in, in, in the spiritual sense is really obedience. And obedience brings about blessing. And so I feel like when we're obedient to the Lord, then he blesses us. And to me, that really is the greatest success when God's blessing is on our lives. Wow. I love that. You know, you just hit on so many 
incredible topics right there that I want to talk about today because you have had success across all of these different places as a leader, as a business owner. Um, I mean, not only as a business owner, I mean, franchise, wife, mother, I mean, so many things. One of the things that I love about that answer, though, is that you have experienced success in on all different levels. And I'm sure you've also experienced a lot of the hard work that has gone through to find that level of a success. But most of all, I love how you talk about the Lord in it. Really, it's, you know, that's really where it's about. It's about serving the Lord and doing it well and being obedient. I would ask you, you know, to share a little bit with the listeners that don't know your story because your story is so impactful. Share a little bit about your story and how God actually called you into this ministry that you have today. Well, you know, Sherry, out of our pain, our purpose was born. And I feel like God crafted our purpose literally through our pain. I grew up in a in an Amish uh, community. My mom and dad were old order Amish. And uh, uh, growing up in that community, it was really all about faith. It was about family. It was about hard work. And as a kid, I really um, wanted to be a good girl. And it was never really said in these exact words, but I, I believed that if I was a good girl, then God would bless me. And so my life started out really well. With uh, there were eight of us kids on the farm, and my dad um, actually taught us, uh, told us that work is fun. So I grew up believing that working is fun, and although there were challenges along the way on the farm, but I was it was an idyllic lifestyle, and I I didn't know you don't know what you don't know, and uh, growing up in that culture really prepared me for the woman that God was. Um, wanting me, creating, had a purpose, the purpose that he had for me from the beginning of my birth. And so um, as, I, as I got older and I found myself married at a very young age, uh, Jonas and I were married about seven years, and I believe that if, was a, if I was a good girl, then um, I don't know. I guess I thought that somehow I was going to have this pain-free life. I didn't know anything about pain in my family. There were eight of us kids. None of us really were hurt very badly. There was a few accidents on the farm, but you know, my faith was intact. I was strong. I, I knew God would bless me. Why? Because I was trying to keep all of the Ten Commandments and I, I was a pretty good girl. I mean, my dad never gave me a whipping, you know, back in the day, if you were bad, you got a whipping or something. And so I went into my life, uh, into my marriage with that belief system uh, that sort of that life is good and God is harsh. If you keep all the commandments, he will bless you. And if you don't, he might be angry. And uh, that was good until we experienced our very first uh, tragedy, which was our 19-month-old daughter who um, was killed at the age of 19 months and 12 days. And um, I was living next to my parents, and my sister was driving a bobcat and did not see Angie that morning. And so we experienced the tragedy of our 19-month-old daughter being killed instantly on our little farmette. Well, th that was the beginning of my pain, and that was the beginning of spiritual confusion and emotional pain, which I, I didn't even understand that at the time, Sherry. I, I just knew that my grief was too deep to talk about. I couldn't verbalize. 
And uh, time went on in a few months, Jonas and I, who had been in a very good marriage, a great relationship, very active in church, and we were youth pastors, and we were in a spiritual place where I almost thought like I had reached, um, I don't know, like this might be as good as it gets. It was just a wonderful time. And that tragedy changed everything for us. And uh, Jonas and I began to drift apart. We continued to go to church and we actually kind of pretended like there was nothing wrong because I I didn't know how to act. I mean, I didn't know. I just didn't know what to do and and how to be. So I pretended everything was all right. And nobody knew uh, that I was dying a little bit inside every day. I went to see my pastor after about four or five months, and uh, because I was at the very end of myself, couldn't understand why I prayed. I asked God to help me and to um, take away my grief. I wanted to live again. And I went to my pastor, and that was the, the most traumatic thing in my life was when I went to see him, and then he took advantage of me before I left his office. And so, Sherry, my story is... Um, you know, I decided it's, you know, the choice I make today is the life that I will live tomorrow. I didn't know that then, but I made a choice that day that I would never tell anyone what just happened. I didn't know that that secret was going to kill me eventually. And that kept me in the dark world and in the world of sexual abuse uh, by my pastor for about seven years. Um, so, the reason, okay, so I'm telling you that whole story um, so that the listeners understand uh, that life is hard. What I know today, Sherry, is that life is hard, God is good, and I am not confused about the two anymore. I was confused. I didn't understand. I thought that life was supposed to be good. If I was not obedient, God would be harsh with me. That's not true. So all of that took place. And for seven years, um, I I struggled, like Jacob struggled with God for a night, I guess, one night. And, uh, you know, um, the struggle for me was almost like I felt like I was sinking deeper and deeper into my darkness. And what I know is that when we enter the dark world, um, Satan will give us every tool Uh, to keep us there. And we actually learn how to navigate in the life, in this uh, dark world with our secrets. And we can live a lifetime there. But the good news is this, is that one day God just came to me, just uh, was very clear with me to go and tell Jonas, my husband, my secret. And wow, that was the beginning of a whole other struggle. Uh, And as we began to talk again, Out of our pain, our purpose was born. Jonas began to do marriage counseling. He was a body man, body shop guy. Like, that's what he knew. But when this happened to our family, he was like, he he always had to figure things out. He had to know, how, how could this happen? Like, we both grew up in Christian homes. We were both faithful to the Lord. We were both involved in church. We were in a great marriage. How did this happen? And there's a whole other answer to that question. But he began to study psychology and Jonas began to do marriage counseling as a, on a layman's level. And we didn't charge, he didn't charge for any of his services. And that, Jerry, is the very long answer 
to white, we started Antiones to begin with. And that was simply so that I could support him. I went to work uh, rolling soft pretzels so that Jonas could do uh, marriage counseling as a free service to anyone that would come to him. Wow. I love that story. And I love that. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing it. I I have to tell everybody that's listening right now, they need to get your books and they need to read each and every one of them because the stories that you tell, the depth of them are so impactful. And I know with every time I open up one of your books and I start reading just how your stories and your life's journey has just, it influences me. Um, and it's really spoken to multiple things in my life. And so what I love though, is hearing you share the story, Anne, and it's like, God, through our tragedy, so much of the time comes the use of how God is going to use us, right? Like we think so often that whatever it is that we go through, man, why is that? But God leaves, he leaves nothing for not like it, it, he uses all of it for his glory. And I love that, you know, he had a plan to use everything that you and Jonas had gone through. And here you are today, not only, you know, a woman who has you and Jonas have the largest, had the largest franchise for the world's you know, the pretzel, I mean, that's, we're going to talk a little bit more about that too, because I always get excited to hear when you started that journey, because it wasn't your typical time of starting, which influenced me as well. Um, but, but here you guys are, and you guys are doing something for the kingdom and, and God has used everything that the two of you have gone through to glorify his kingdom. And then he gave you the resources and the provision to actually step in, in between this gap for other people to give back to them. And I think it's so beautiful. And so I just want to thank you for everything you guys are doing. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit about how, when you started this journey with Auntie Anne's pretzels, um, you know, when I, the way I would say this is when I went to Hollywood, I was 39 years old. By the time I got my first, you know, major acting role, I was 40. And so, you know, everybody said to me, man, you know, you're going to Hollywood when you're 39 years old, you're never going to get a job. Nobody's ever going to, you're not young enough. Like you should have started this years ago when you were like a baby or something. You know, And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not, you know, it's not, if, if, if Sarah could have a baby when she's a hundred, I think I can, you know, as long as God is my age and I probably am doing pretty good, you know, I can do pretty good. And so but to see it took enough for me to step out in the obedience to actually walk through it with so many voices of negativity against me. But I did that. And and your story really influences me that way too, because you were about the same age as I was mm-hmm. going to Hollywood. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that experience when you started, how long it took you guys, and um, and just how you prevailed through that time. Well, Sherry, you know, um, you're right. At 39 years old is um, is still very young. It actually looks a whole lot younger today than it used to to me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, thank God it does, right, Anne? <laughs> so yeah, I was about 40 when uh, when we started Auntie Anne's. We, um, you know. Let, let me say first that, you know, I feel like there's uh, probably some of your, may, maybe many of your listeners, you know, maybe in the victim stage of their life right now, they feel victimized by whatever it may be. And then for me, it was, I was victimized. And then it was for many years, Sherry, I was, I was the survivor. Like 
I'm like, wow, I survived the victimization. I survived the abuse. And I almost settled for survival. But then as I began to discover uh, the power of being open, honest, transparent, and uh, discover James 5.16, where he says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another and you'll be healed. And I think in the body of Christ, what we want to do is we want to pray for each other, but we really don't want to tell each other what's going on in our lives. But when I discovered that principle, uh, talk to each other, pray, and you'll be healed. Um, that has become my uh, my way of life now. I call it the overcoming life. So we start being, you know, we're a victim, and then we survive. It's like you're out in the middle of the ocean, and you're you're you're, you're you know you're above. You can keep your head above water, but that is not the overcoming life. I believe that Jesus died so that we can live the overcoming life. And so taking so so that being my my journey. When we started Auntie Anne's, I truly believe that because of my husband, uh, his faithfulness to God, number one, and his choice to love me as Christ loves him, he was able then to be that vessel of love to me. He loved me unconditionally. And from that day to when I made that confession to today, Jonas has never one time criticized me or made me feel like it was all my fault, or why did you do this? He has never demeaned me. So when I had the opportunity to buy a, buy a, a little farmer's market stand in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, my whole, uh, my, my purpose was to honor my husband because I, I, I felt like there's, I couldn't do enough for him. Like he didn't demand anything, but I know that Jonas and Jesus saved my life. And I wanted to honor Jonas and I wanted to help him. So, I, no, I should say, I wanted to support him financially. I wanted to make a living for our family so that he could do what he loves to do. That's why we started ATNs. And as I went into the business, Sherry, um, I often say there was three things I did not have. As a little Amish girl, I did not have a formal education. I went through eighth grade. It's what you do in that culture. I didn't have any capital. I had no money. And when I say no money, that's what I mean. And we had no business plan. And, you know, I just want to, I just want to say that God works outside the box. He is not, he's not restricted by the world system. You know, he works outside of the way everybody thinks it should be done. And I'm grateful for that because otherwise there wouldn't have been an opportunity for me. I could never have accomplished what we accomplished through Auntie Anne's um, if I would have um, been restricted by the standards of this world. But as we, be, as we began the company at Auntie Anne's Soft Pretzels, I did, I, all I wanted was to want, I wanted one store so I could support Jonas. And I was doing that one store. But the the challenge came as we began to grow. The product itself built anti-ends. We never did any um, advertising. We didn't do any radio, TV, newspaper, nothing, none of that. But the product itself, when you tasted an anti-end pretzel, within a year, we did two stores. And the next year, we did 12. And the next year, 35. And the next year, around 50 or 60. And then we began uh, in that in that sequence, somewhere in there, we started franchising. 
And Sherry, you know, I didn't know anything about the business world. I knew nothing about corporate life. But, you know, God knows everything. And what, what he did for us was he gave us a purpose. We started Auntie Anne's with a purpose. And so the three things that we had was a great purpose. Number one, a purpose. Number two, we had a great product. And number three, we had great people. And let me tell you, that's really what you need to be successful in your business. A great purpose? What is your purpose? If you don't know what that is, um, then it's really important for you to stop and think about, why am I doing this? We had a great purpose. Our purpose was twofold. It was to be a light in the business world. And number two, it was to be profitable so that we could be philanthropic, so that we could give to causes that that were kingdom causes. And so when you discover your purpose, that just propels you. It gets you up in the morning. And number two, if your product is better than the best, is what we said, Auntie and the pretzels were better than the best. And then number three, people will come and they will help you carry your product into the marketplace. And that's really um, how Auntie Anne's was created. And we stayed on that path and began to focus on what we had, purpose, product, and people. And that took us around the world, uh, which was an amazing, it was surprising to us. But God's plan never failed. And one of the verses that God gave to me in the very early parts of Auntie Anne's was found in Psalm 32, 8, because I didn't have a formal education. But God took me to this scripture verse and he said to me, Anne, I'll instruct you and I will teach you in the way that you should go. And I will counsel you with my eye. And Sherry, that's exactly what he did. He brought to me the people that we needed at Auntie Anne's. And Auntie Anne's is not successful because of me. It's because of the purpose. It's because of the great people that just surrounded us. And just, just somehow they got excited about our purpose and they just carried us um, into the world of franchising. And Auntie Anne's today is in 24 countries in like 48 states. Uh, it's such a good story, Anne. I'm just sitting here and I'm going, yes, yes, yes. I, you know, I love when you talk about that purpose, product, and people. I remember listening to you share that. And I thought, well, the first thing I did was I shared it with my husband as well, because I thought we have to get these right. We're entrepreneurs as well. And, and the businesses that we have, and that's really what it's always about purpose, product, and people. And even when I think about my ministry, what you were just saying was so important as well for, for me is what is my purpose? What, what is the product and how am I able to, to, to actually complete what God has called me to through that product? And, and then the people that he's brought to me to be able to bring this vision to life. And it's like the vision is so much greater. And I think that's what I love about hearing your story is that, you know, God is the he, he is so purposeful and he's so big. It's like the vision and what he can do through us is so much greater than we could have ever anticipated. 
it's in your story, just it, I know the people that are listening right now are going to be sitting there going, oh my gosh, I need to go back and think about the dreams and the purposes that God has laid on my heart and make sure that I walk through those steps and know that my God is bigger and he can do all things and he can do all things through me as long as I step out in faith and believe that he can, that he can accomplish it, right? Like through his eye, I love that you gave that scripture verse. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. You're, you're not only an author, but you're a speaker. And I love listening to your testimony when you go out and share and you, you talk about overcoming through your testimony. And I love that you have the ministry that you do. I want to talk a little bit about, um, and, and then we're going to talk about your new book as well. And you've got so many things going on. You are such an inspiration. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how through this time in your life, you, you have your children, you have your marriage, how, how how were you able to do what you did um, being a mama? You know, because so many mamas are listening to this right now and they're going, I don't know, I'm struggling because I'm a wife and I'm a mom. And how do I actually accomplish what I know God's called me to? So maybe you could share with them a little bit about how you were able to do what you were able to do, knowing that you've got your kids at home, your husband, but just maybe inspire them a little bit about how you did that. Um, you know, there was so many things, Sherry, that I had to overcome. Um, you know, I actually, I carried a lot of my baggage um, into the workforce. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't really dealt with my, the history and all the things that I'd experienced. And so I'm, I'm carrying a lot of guilt and shame with me. And that's why in my new book, I talk about overcome and lead. And I talk about the importance of, you know, um, the importance of being open and honest and transparent. And as, because God wants us, he wants to use us and he wants us to be free indeed, you know, overcome. So as I went into the workplace, I had so many obstacles that I had to overcome. And as a mother, one of those things that I carried with me was the guilt and the shame of not being, you know, I was an emotionally absent mother for a number of years when my kids were just little. But, you know, I want to encourage moms today, you know, I believe that all things are possible. And God, I have to tell you, um, helped me to overcome so many obstacles. But, but what I know is that to overcome obstacles, I had to overcome myself. And Sherry, that's the battle that we fight. It's the internal battle. It's the matters of the heart. The matters of the battle is fought between, our, between the two ears, between our two ears. It's the internal life that we have to overcome. And, you know, as a mom, I, my kids were 11 and 16 when we started. And we went through some really, really rough years in, in their teen years. But in spite of that, my heart was always to please God. I wanted to be a good mom. I wanted to be a good wife. And it was during that time that I actually began to 
uh, do, um, I, I went to a psychiatrist first, and then I went to a counselor, and I went through probably about seven years, because Sherry, I wanted to be the very best that I could be. So as a wife, as a mother in business, if you're married and you have kids, uh, just remember one thing, your, your family is first, family first. And that's where I got so caught up in the business world that I, I didn't know how I didn't know how to manage that well. And that is one regret that I have. I've talked to my daughters about that. We've talked through it. But at the time, it was very, very difficult because we went from being a family that sat around the table every night for dinner to never having dinner around the table because of my travels and the busyness. You know, talk to your kids. Let them know what you're doing. Make sure that you manage your time effectively so that you take the time to be with your children. Let them know that you what your purpose is. Bring them along. Talk to them and, and give them, don't reject, don't neglect them, but be very intentional about letting them know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if you can, uh, just bring them with you. When I say with you, teach them about business. Um, we took our kids to work with us at the beginning to a farmer's market and they knew about it. But as we grew, um, I truly, that's one regret I have. I neglected my duty as a mother. Do I feel bad about that today? The guilt and the shame? Not anymore, because God's helped me to deal with that internally. But my word of advice is do not neglect your marriage and your children. Yeah, that is such good advice. And I love that. I think that's something that really has resonated specifically too, as I've read through your books, I've heard your story. Um, and that's something even for myself, I know, especially when we get passionate about something and we really believe that this is calling on our life, we so often just dig in and we forget about all of the other things that are going on around us. But God is like, no, 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 I've given you this marriage. I've given you these children. Um, and so I think that's great advice. And I love that you said, you know, you worked on yourself. You've you know, take your children with you, like take them on that journey. And, and I think it, I love that you said that too, about just talking with them. I mean, I've had to go to both of my boys on different occasions to say, I'm really sorry, you know, that if I've neglected something or I didn't, I, I forgot something, I was too involved with this. I should have I should have known better, but I think it's so often that we don't say anything or we hold that guilt in and we don't confess it to our kids as well. And I think the moment that we can be transparent and authentic, it actually elevates them in the conversation and it actually really pours into them to remind them that they have a ministry and a calling on their life too. And it will help them as they go into their marriages and their families, how to deal with not only their calling, but their children and their families too. So great advice. Talk to us a little bit before I know we're like on that time frame here, but tell us about, you have so many great things going on. Tell us about your new book, Overcome and Lead. And you've got, um, you've got classes and everything that go along with it. So share a little bit about that and how that came about and how people can get involved uh, and part of and part of that leadership. Yes, thank you. Overcome and lead is, you know, it's really my story. I, I think sometimes that we feel like, you know, I'm going to have it all right and then I'll do whatever, what God wants me to do. But my story has been that God took me where I was. Uh, he took me as I was and, and he taught me all along the way. So it's not lead, then overcome, but but it's overcome as you lead. 
And that's really has been uh, has has really been my journey. Um, I think that the overcoming life, uh, it's it's very easy to just just uh, stay who you are, but to, to to lead the overcoming life, it's really again intentional. You have to understand what you're what you're struggling with. I did a lot of writing, a lot of journaling, and a lot of uh, reading books on leadership, and and uh, there was so many things I did along along the way. But but the um, I think the easiest thing for us to do is just become so busy and whole hum with the internal life that we we put all we have into the external into our, our business. But you know we are mothers first, and then we and then we have our business or our work wherever we are. Maybe you're a school teacher. Maybe you own a company. Maybe you're a florist. I, whatever it is, we're mothers first, and then we do our work, and then ministry. And that kept me in check. I was a mom first, mom and wife first. And then I made a living. And then the ministry part uh, came easier. But if, if we put ministry ahead of our family, um, you know, it, it makes things very difficult. But as time went on, Sherry, I began to understand that. I'm a mom first and a wife. And I, I'm providing a living for my husband and my family. And the ministry part then just became a joy because I knew at some point in 1992, God was very clear with me that Auntie Anne's is our ministry and that God wants to use Auntie Anne's as a vehicle for giving. And when I knew that Auntie Anne's was my ministry, our ministry, it really it, it, it became, it was very clear with me what God wanted to do with Auntie Anne. So it's important for us to understand that that we are mothers and we got to take care of our kids and ministry will come along. And when we understand that, it comes along with great joy. There are obstacles, many things that we have to overcome. But if you keep your priorities straight, uh, you'll be able to get through it. I love that. I love that. It's such great advice. Well, I know that you've got so much going on and, and I want all of our listeners to stay connected to you because if they don't, they're missing out on a great journey with you. Um, I, I want them first and foremost, tell us a little bit, do you have anything new and exciting coming up that you want to share with them and then how they can stay connected to you? Well, sure. Just get on my website, Auntie Ann Byler, and uh, you'll see everything uh, there. And we're, I do a, I, I have a um, curriculum out for Stories Times 8. It's a workbook for women's classes, and it's all about storytelling. So check that out. Uh, the other thing are the books that you mentioned. Overcome and Lead is really a story about how I actually overcome as I led Auntie Anne's. And then the other thing that we're doing right now is we're going to be launching a cookbook. It's called Come to the Table. It should be launching in about within a month. And then, of course, uh, we have a contract to do a movie, and it's moving very slowly, but we're um, that's going to be coming out. I can't tell you when, but that's also a, a big project for us. And, and you know, all along the way, Sherry, it's really about what does God want me to do today? And, and let, you know, his timing for everything in our lives is perfect. So be patient, you know, with what you want to do for God's kingdom. And just let him guide you, as I mentioned earlier, Psalms 32, verse 8. He'll guide you, he'll lead you, he'll instruct you, and he'll teach you. 
I love that. Well, you have so many things on the horizon, Anne, and I can't wait to get this cookbook because um, I am one of the first people that's always standing in line for a pretzel when it, wherever I go and I see the sign, I'm right there. So I can't wait for the cookbook. I know it's going to be fantastic. And of course, the movie, I am praying right alongside of you every single day that that because your story needs to be told and many people need to see it. And I just want to encourage everybody right now that's listening to get out there, get your books. Um, you've encouraged me through your story. You've influenced my life and you've really impacted me on how I've been able to face different challenges. So thank you for that. Thank you for joining us today. And just thank you for being a woman in my world who is really a world changer and in influencing women and men all over the world. But thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Well, it is an honor and truly my pleasure, Sherry. Thank you so much. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for listening today. The Women in My World is sponsored by Edify. We are excited and always grateful for our sponsor and our opportunity to share the impactful messages that come to you through each and every woman in our world, impacting and influencing your life. Thank you for joining us.